Alrighty, listeners, thanks for joining us and uh, listening to the most recent episode, which was the 10 standout, uh, positional standout players of the month for the uh, Western USPHL. This is the additional bonus episode with one of those players. We're playing catch up here with Fabian Pizarro of the Lake Tahoe Lakers. How you doing, Fabian? Good. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, thanks for jumping back on again. So the, you listened this week as uh, the other listeners, and you can hear that you were mentioned in this week's, um, or I guess this month for January 2023, uh, one of the 10 standout goalies of the month uh, for the USPHL West, man. Tell us a little bit about your month. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's been a great month for me. Um, coming back from the break, um, we've had a coaching changeup. So, uh, Things around here switched up a little bit um, with the new culture, with uh, working uh, changes of how we how we work about things and um, how we prepare for the game. So uh, that definitely helped me um, looking at the teams that we played and kind of getting an idea of what their plans are. So that helped me out a little bit as well. But it just felt great since we come, since coming from the back, uh, coming back from the break, mm-hmm. more comfortable in that, more confident. So yeah. No, it really looked like it too. It looked like uh, you know, the the break was really good for you. I think you were also a um I'd have to go back and look, but I think you also made the list in November. Um actually right before we had you on, I think you made the uh, November list as well. Um but yeah, you had a really really good month. Uh really great games, uh, especially in the beginning. Um, I know we briefly talked about that last game in San Diego, but that's, I think uh, all of us goalies know at this point that that curse that that befalls us goalies um, when sometimes we get kind of a second half or so of a game, like in your case, where it just gets you're suddenly not seeing a lot of action. And a lot of us goalies, that's the worst type of game for us, because we're just when you're seeing a lot of shots, you're on fire. And if, if you go. 10 12 minutes and then suddenly you know a shot comes in that's <laughs> uh those are, i've let in some real stinkers um when i'm not seeing a lot of shots and uh i'm sure you listeners if, if you've listened enough to this podcast i've specifically told those stories uh specifically out of garmish park and kirchen um i let in some real stinkers there because my team was really good and uh i usually i usually really love tournaments because i was on a team that was slightly weaker so I saw a ton of shots. So I was on fire, but uh, this this tournament we were just we were the best, and I wasn't seeing a lot of shots. So some of the shots I let in was oof. But um, yeah, I mean your your games, you know, almost all the month were just incredible. I think you were seeing somewhere of like almost 40 or 50 shots a game, and you know, bringing games into overtime tied at two. Yeah, I mean that game that game especially that was a. Uh... That was a really fun game to play in, um, playing Vegas for the first time since the beginning of the year. And uh, I mean, if you fault the Lakers a little bit, we all know uh, the outcome that we had in the beginning of the year with, I think, like only 12 players on a three game weekend against one of the strongest teams in the division. Um, and then taking them into overtime on a night with, I think it was like 57 shots at the end of the game. Um it was a blast. It was so much fun to watch. It was so much fun to play that game, and it. I really enjoyed that one, especially. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think people understand that for us goalies, those are the best games. We became goalies because you know we're 
something's wrong in the head, right? So that's that's how we become goalies. But um, yeah, we love those games where we're just moving nonstop, and it's it's those are such fun games, especially when you're feeling it. Um, you know, even when you get beat, it's not the end of the world because sometimes it's that second, third attempt, or you can't. <laughs> there's snipers out there, and when those snipers get you, it's like, well, stopped you three times already, but. It's a reason you're a leading scorer on your team, um, you know, because they, they can they can pick those. They can see where you're leaving that little bit of hole um, and uh, they'll they'll expose you. Uh, I've learned a lot of lessons from really good goal scorers. But um, no, those are really fun games. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, also, we will eventually have Steve joining us on this episode. Uh, he's a little bit delayed, uh, but suddenly and randomly he may just appear or may not appear on this uh, on this recording because it's Steve, so chaos follows. But um, yeah, so you were able to go back on break, and uh, I can imagine that was much needed rest and relaxation. You want to talk about break at all? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, it it felt great for me. It was uh, the first Christmas I was able to spend at home since 2019, so uh, wow. it definitely was long overdue. Um, I, I was able to spend a lot of time with my friends, uh, catch up with them, spend a lot of time with family, which is important to me. Um, so it definitely was a well-needed mental break, I'd say, um, more than a physical break. Um, but yeah, it gave me the opportunity that when we came back that I was ready to go. No, it looked like it really, really, really worked out in your favor. Um but yeah, and it's the rest of this episode. We're just gonna keep chatting and, and catching up and talking about the rest of life. I know for me here, um, I told you I had to, I was even slightly de- delayed coming on this podcast because I was running home from work, and uh, I even told my boss, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna have to leave 15 minutes early because uh, I got a grocery list from my wife, which means I had to stop at uh, you know Menu and Fotex on the way home and then try to get some groceries and catch up here on time. And then the rain is coming down heavily again. I don't think the listeners can hear it right now, but um, I did miss the rain. Uh, not so much on the way to work, um, but uh, you know I did miss the bulk of it until I got home. And uh, it's coming down pretty heavily now. But yeah, it's been a uh, you know kind of a I don't know. It's getting lighter here. I was going to say it's it's been kind of a nicer week. Um, the sun's coming out, which is, you know, for a Danish winter is rare and quite enjoyed. Um, but, uh, yeah, really excited for uh, the spring coming up, not so much for the summer. Um, I hate the summer. No matter where I am in the world, I don't care. Um, but, uh, yeah, fall and spring, that nice balance of good amount of sunlight and uh, decent weather. I can have the windows open. I'm going to I'm going to really enjoy it. all except for the bugs. I got to get used to the bugs flying through the apartment again. But um, oh, they're all over you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. And I've gotten used to the point now, like in the beginning, like even last spring, I got used to or I guess the first fall I was here um, after like a couple of weeks. I'm like, OK, they're going to fly in and fly out because I like the airflow through the apartment. Um, and uh once I get used to that part of the season, I'm, I'm I'm fine with, you know, sitting there watching TV or whatever, and the bugs are flying around, and they fly in, they fly out, and I know at the end of the evening, most of them will just run off anyways. Not the worst. Um, I, once I get used to it. The first couple of weeks of opening the windows will be hard, but 
you know, once I'm used to them constantly being in the apartment, I'll be fine. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, air conditioning's not really a thing in Europe. Um, it might need to be come come the future, but uh, it isn't so much yet. And uh, fortunately, in Denmark, it's a little bit cooler than where you're from in Austria. I don't know how. What's your elevation where you're from, or do you know? Uh, it's about 400 meters, so it's I think it's about like 1,200 12, 1, feet, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so we're we're not that high up. Like we live in a in a little valley, uh, so okay. we're a little bit lower. Um, but it's it's nice, man. I love it there. Uh, but like you said, in the summer, like there's no AC, so you gotta have the the windows and every window and every door cracked that you can. Uh, and just <laughs> yeah. just enjoy the company of all the bugs that that are <laughs> that are there. So yeah, yeah, you, you do. I I know that one thing. I might not if if we end up staying in um Denmark, uh, come past this summer. I don't know if I'm going to continually get plants. Plants really make the place lively, but unless you have a green room, God, they just die. Like oh, yeah. I could, we could not keep one herb alive this winter to save our lives. We even bought lamps like those grow lamps um, for, uh, for the place. And like even our, uh, we, we moved a plant up here where I record uh, just cause it could get more light, but it, it is the Danish winters are no joke. Um, they will, they will kill every house plant you have no matter how with the light, if they don't have source of light, they're, they're gonna die. I don't know. I don't know how people do it. I don't know how some of these plants are just out on. Because I've seen some olive trees in the neighborhood around Copenhagen that just they gotta be fake. They have to be fake. There's no way those <laughs> things are surviving. We couldn't keep ours alive. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. But you know, uh, the winter is dying down a little bit here. And uh, you guys now with with Lake Tahoe, what's the uh, what's the situation there in the Pacific? Because I don't, I don't get again. USPHL, if you're listening, I, I gave you a whole proposal this year. Um, it wasn't taken. It's it's too bad. I think it would have been the fair way forward um, to allow a, a better distribution with uh, teams and opportunities for nationals. But in the in the Mountain Division, every team makes the playoffs. So this season, uh, and then they switch to the NCDC next year. That doesn't make sense to me um, where I believe the top two teams will get a buy because uh, there's six teams currently in the mountain division and the other four teams will play in the playoffs, which uh, I guess, I mean, it, it's good for attendance. It's good for the teams. Truthfully, it is uh, well within reason. Um, Cause if you're the, if you're two teams that are getting buys, you're not making money the weekends you have a buy. Um, but right now that's looking like it's going to be, Utah, uh, your former team, and Ogden, your former nemesis. Um, and it looks like it's going to be those two teams again, and it's going to be Pueblo and Noco and Idaho and Provo that start, so to speak, the first round of the playoffs. Um, doesn't make sense to me, but how is it looking in the Pacific? What's the shape of the – or are you aware of the shape of the playoff setup for the Pacific this year having seven teams? Uh, I honestly I honestly do think that um, it might either be um, the same setup as in uh, Utah uh, with uh, six teams basically making it. The first three get the bye, the other four um, 
make the first one or they do it, I think, like they did last year, uh, where the top four um, will get into playoffs. Um, all I personally know is that uh, mathematically uh, we're out of it, uh, I think, for the past two weeks. Um, uh-huh. So we've just been working on uh, finishing the season on a high note. Um showing showing everyone like hey the beginning of the year was a mess up um we faced uh, adversity throughout the whole year with uh players coming in and then leaving again um with uh players getting injured um we have been really unfortunate with uh players being out long term um which which was a struggle um but i think we're we're here to show that now with um, as well with our new coach, um, we can compete in this league. We could have competed in this league if um, we were in full strength and things would have just been a little bit different. That's just what we want to prove to ourselves by now um, that we we're not the team that the whole league thinks that we might be, um, which is just being a wash this year. Um but yeah, I think we've we've proven we've proven uh, last week and this weekend um, that we could compete with the good teams, with the teams that will eventually go to playoffs. Um, I know that Vegas has clinched a spot and San Diego, so um, and we played them pretty well in two consecutive weekends. Um, so I think we we've shown, especially our division. Okay, we're not a sleeper anymore. Um, so. Uh, Fresno, Ontario, and uh, Rogue Valley will definitely have to prepare a little bit more to play us this time than than last time. So uh, I'm looking forward to how those games go. Yeah, it sounds like a great way to uh, to end the season. It's disappointing when I did hear this this weekend that that was the final home stand uh, for Lake Tahoe uh, this year. And I don't know who your broadcaster is, um, but he was I think only on the first game. Um, or maybe he was on the final games for last week because the first game, uh, I think, was at the game because there was one of your games uh, that was uh, the. I heard them talk about the following game. Apparently, the uh, it was covered in snow. Um, your roof for the uh, for the rink, so they couldn't get any internet connection, and so they had to go up and clear off the roof. But it was too late for that game, and uh, yeah, um, that's too bad because you had actually started that game. And um was looking forward to watching that one because you had, a, again, another really, really good game um, statistically, but uh, there's no video evidence. Yeah, no, unfortunately not. Like, that was the Friday game this week uh, against San Diego. Um, I, me personally, really had a great game. The whole team had a great game. Um, yet again, another 3-2 game. Um, but we, we, we played really well. Uh, unfortunately that's the, that's the problem with being in Tahoe. You never know when the snow hits you and you never know when, when those technical difficulties hit, um, it happens here and there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's just, uh, the one, if you want to call negative, uh, thing to play in this place. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cause it, it's Lake Tahoe is gorgeous. Um, had the, the pleasure of being in Lake Tahoe uh, so no it's an absolutely stunning place and it just seems like they have really good attendance it seems the crowd uh, really shows up they really get into it um, the the regular um, play-by-play uh, 
uh, was you know really fun to listen to and nothing nothing against the the guys who were covering um this weekend uh they were still very good but you get used to like certain arenas you get used to certain voices um because i think even uh pueblo had uh they didn't have uh i think his name is and i could be sorry pueblo but i think his name is wakeland that is the play-by-play for pueblo this past couple weekends i i well, I think last weekend he was joined by our uh, our co-host here, Michelle Wells. She was doing play-by-play, and then she kind of led it uh, this past weekend with, and again, I don't know who her co-host was or the, the color commentator was, but, um, you know, it was really great to hear Michelle on, on her broadcast. Uh, but, you know, you're used to certain broadcasters at a certain point, and when you we get to arena, it's like, okay, good. You know, you, you're used to It's just good to have a broadcaster in general, and I think – Moving forward, we might actually have a broadcaster episode. We were talking about it offline with Sam Maluth um, of the Rogue Valley Royals, who we talked to last week, and uh, we might do a uh, we might do a top ten because there's 18 broadcasting teams, so it's just it's just better to focus on the ten that you're really excited to listen to. And like I said, there's not really many broadcasting teams that don't do it well. I, there's I'd say there's two that I really hate listening to. And the other 16 do a uh, pretty bang up job. And then there's some I'm just super excited about. And uh, that's why I think I may, if I only have a top 10, I think people could guess who the, the two broadcasting teams, it's just better to have them than not have them at all. But uh, when I know I have to watch a home game and, you know, city X or city X, I'm like, ah, you know, I just suck it up <laughs> and, and listen to it. But um you know, the other 16 teams do it quite well, and then they're fun to listen to. And it's, again, even with the one team I'm going to complain about, they do a great job calling the game. They really do. It's just their biases become so obnoxious it's hard to listen to. And then there's another one where it's just it's just so flat the whole time. It's really, really, really tough to listen to. Um, so if I have a nice quiet morning, that'll be the game I start with because it's a nice subtle voice the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, it's better having them there than not having them there at all. But uh, if I have to choose, and that's a great thing about having your own podcast, you can make up topics, and so that's what we'll do at some point here is <laughs> is, is do that. But uh, yeah, I know. Like I said, the 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 season for Lake Tahoe is wrapping up here with a with a couple road. Uh, trips in, in one outside the division, which is uh, interesting because you did mention you're going up to going up to the Rogue Valley. Yeah, uh, so we have we have off this weekend. Um, after that, we're uh, we're heading down to Fresno and uh, Ontario uh, since that game had to get postponed from the beginning of January. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm kind of fortunate that I can finish off my my junior career in Rogue Valley. Um, playing against an, an old friend of mine, um, and uh, Nathan Malott, um, one of their one of their D's. Uh, when uh, when I had my issues with my visa last year and I was up in Canada, um, I got to meet him. So uh, when uh, when he told me he signed in the USPHL at, uh, in the beginning of the season or like in the beginning of the summer, and uh, then sent me the schedule that we face him in February. I was excited about that. And now even that it's even knowing that it's the last game, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun playing against him and see see how things go. Yeah, absolutely. I think I was uh, when I got to meet you in person down at the uh, Las Vegas showcase, um, we were uh, grabbing a bite. And uh, I think that's when 
uh, suddenly, you know, we were chatting and you just kind of immediately looked beyond me and said, no way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was, was, I was surprised in. seeing him. Yeah. I was, I was really surprised seeing him. Uh, I don't think I knew that he was there till the night before. And, uh, then they ended up playing right after us. Uh, so it, it definitely was fun seeing him. Yeah, it's, it's always good when you can make those uh, hockey connections and uh, you get to see those uh, friends from uh, teams past. And, you know, it, it'll be a great way to finish off the season, uh, you know, to be able to face him. Because I tell you what, he's a he's a terror on the blue line. Um, that's for sure. I think if I'm not incorrect, uh, listeners, you also heard his name. Uh, let me check here real quick because we're actually recording. Yes. OK, you will hear his name. Um, or you have heard his name. Uh, he, was, he was definitely mentioned on the previous episode, uh, which we haven't recorded yet uh, on this episode, so to speak, as we were waiting for, uh, you, you know, you've got you've to head off here at some point soon. And then me and uh, Steve will be recording the episode the listeners just listened to. So little a little mind game that shouldn't be that much of a mind game, but it's weird <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> it is. Um, but with the season wrapping up, um, and I know that, you know, you're probably already communicating with colleges and then looking for that next that next move in your career because you're an O2, which means junior hockey in the United States is done. Um, you, you you will age out. Um, what would you like? You know, I think we probably even talked about this on your previous uh, on your previous podcast. But again, it's been a couple months. Um, what do you want college teams to know about? you now especially especially the way you've closed out the season i mean it's it's just for it's just good for anyone to know like i'm i'm not a quitter um i think that is that is what this whole team is about a little bit as well um don't quit like i faced adversity my whole junior career um i mean i started off as a third string like i mentioned in the episode before um started off as a third string in utah um, and then uh, ran into visa issues last year, um, which did not give me a great start to the season. Um, but hey, I, I, I kept going, um, kept working hard, and uh, it finally pays off. It, the nod finally opens up, and um, I'm, looking, I'm looking to keep, keep doing that. I mean, that's basically all what juniors is about. You got to work, work hard. You got to prove, uh, prove who you are. You gotta you gotta show everyone what you're about. So I think, uh, especially in the last month, um, I've been able to do that. And uh, I'd say the two games I've had before the break as well. So um, just knowing that wherever wherever I'm gonna end up next year, it might be college, it might be pros back home. Um, I'm not there to fool around. Like it's gonna be business for me. It's gonna be obviously a lot of fun, um, but um, at the end of the day, I'm there to stop the puck. So, yeah, no, that's that's an awesome message to get out there. And for any of you scouts out there, coaches, GMs, uh, you know, if you got a D1 program out there, you need a strong goaltender. Take a look, reach out. Um, you've got Twitter. You've got, I'm sure you've got multiple other things out there. Instagram. Um, you know, coaches can find you and uh, reach out to the Lakers. They can put you into contact. Um, with, with Fabian. Um, I almost called you Sebastian. <laughs> 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 but, 
but uh, we haven't had Sebastian on an episode since he had a baby. Surprise. Um, you know, he's been he's been a dad for five months and apparently he's super busy all the time. Who would have thought? Uh, apparently having a kid and starting a head coaching job while having a full time job makes you really busy. But who would have guessed? Yeah. Who would have guessed? that? Yeah. Yeah, he has had, I tell you what, he has had a year. That is for sure. It's going to be interesting to see where you end up next year. Um, I'm hoping for you. Obviously, you know, I'm not 100 percent sure what you what you'll want, but I imagine getting that that D1 program would be um, the way you'd want to go. Uh, but if you if you end up in college there, if you end up in the pros uh, back here in Europe, uh, I tell you what, if I stay in Europe because I still have no idea where I'll be next year, and you go pro in Europe. Um, I'm gonna have to make it down to see some games. That's for sure, uh, because oh, that's love that. uh, no, that would be sick. Because um, I know that, uh, yeah, it's just it's not often that I, I can get over to North America, which I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, for all of you listeners out there, I'm, I'm definitely if if they keep doing things on the on the west with the with these nice showcases and they have you know if they keep doing them in vegas that's that's a really easy trip to convince the boys um to to meet up and go to the vegas showcase <laughs> well, we can easily make a week out of that with the proper planning i know steve's already excited for it uh ben really wants to attend uh but he's also i think moving next year potentially sebastian's still a new dad so i'm not holding my breath um but you know what, Sebastian, you deserve a week off. And I think a week in Vegas is a great week off. You know? And uh, maybe we can get Michelle and Stefan out there, too. We'll see. Um, you know, uh, definitely excited to meet more of your players, more of your parents. I'm telling you, man, meeting you at the showcase and, and, and so many of your other players, because I think every single time I bring up the showcase and I talk about the players I chatted with there, I remember another player I also didn't bring up and <laughs> just like uh, got to meet a lot of you out there. And I parents, I met a lot of parents. Uh, I definitely recognize some fans because um, definitely Vernal, there was a there was a bunch of fans in Vernal at the at the showcase and with, with the way the the, the camera is in Vernal. You can see as they, they scan where the, the angle of the camera is, you can see the, some of those same bands that I got to meet in person. Um, so, yeah, it was, wasn't was just the, the parents and the players, the GMs and the coaches, because I got to meet a lot of you. Uh, it was also some of the, the fans. We're excited we were out there covering the West and even living over here in Europe, it doesn't matter. I love waking up the next morning. And uh, weirdly enough, it, it is slightly odd to sometimes wake up at 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning here on a, I don't know, a Friday. It's not a, so much a Friday, but a Saturday, Sunday, and see that there's games still wrapping up on the West Coast. I tell you what, it's cool. And it's it's been cool having you on, Fabian. But uh, it's it's been a blast to have you on now. I think this is officially your third episode that uh, we've had you on and it's too bad i know steve really wanted to talk any single time we get to go and if he breaks in here help us all because i don't think either you or me will get a <laughs> we'll get, a, we'll, get a, we'll get a word in um and the great thing is i can talk all the all the crap i want about steve in fact you can too on a podcast because he's admitted to me multiple times he's like i can't he's like i can't stand the sound of my own voice so he's like i never listen i've never listened to our podcast over not once and i'm like how could you you know we've been doing this for a couple years you've never listened to one he's like i can't do it he's like i just can't i've gotten used to it it is weird when you first start uh listening to your own voice it's cringy yeah he won't listen to him so 
we love talking trash. And uh, yeah, you know when he gets on here, he's just here. Here comes a here comes <laughs> Montreal Canadiens and Arizona Coyotes. Oh yeah, we we've been there last time. We've been there last time. <laughs> it's so bad. It's, and the amount of people that have reached out <laughs> since, especially in the beginning when we were a fresh podcast, like a couple dozen episodes in, people reaching out like, okay, would the Habs fan? Would someone shut up the Habs fan? Like we get it, you're a Habs fan. <laughs> um, and. Uh, and I did I did get a couple people taking shots at me. It's like, oh, you mean the host from Buffalo? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, do I mention it? He's like, yeah, you mentioned it at least once an episode. I'm like, damn it. Um, so here it is. This was this episode from Buffalo. Um, but, yeah, it's – he can't not turn it into – where I can avoid talking about the Sabres and the Caps basically at this point because I don't watch either of them anymore. Um, but, yeah, it's amazing how any – any anything we talk about Fabian we could be talking about literally your personal history of growing up and watching hockey he'll turn it into a Habs topic <laughs> <laughs> yeah all, all, all it takes is, me- is uh, mentioning price once and he's all over it oh it's it's over there I don't I don't even dare bring a price at this point because <laughs> I'm sure he's got an altar to carry in his in his uh, office um I wouldn't. I would not put it past him. He keeps talking about posting pictures of his office, but uh, to date, um, I don't know. I think he's when they when they moved into their new house. I think he he was pretty proud to show off his uh, new setup. But yeah, I know there's you know maybe a, a secret junk drawer of just Carey Price stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if he had the opportunity, he'd try to like you know scissor off a piece of his hair as he's walking by, and you know. Yeah. Taking shots at you, Steve, because you're never going to hear it. Somebody reach out to him. Let him know we're talking crap. <laughs> but, uh, so going pro, potentially, if, if uh, like I said, you've got multiple options next year. Uh, you've got college. You've got pro hockey back here in Europe. Um, if, let's talk the pro option. Um, what would be the most exciting aspect of playing pro hockey back in Europe? Man, I mean, for me, for me, it's just the team and the, the teams that I'm talking to right now um, are uh, within my region where I grew up. So um, it's teams that I that I used to watch uh, growing up. It's teams that I've already been on the ice with in the summer. So I know a lot of people on the teams. A lot of my buddies growing up play on those teams. So that that definitely would be one of the fun aspects of going back home and play. Um it's just being in that familiar um, setting again um, with a lot of familiar faces. Um, a little, a, a nice little side effect is that my dad would finally be able to see me play in person again. Um, he unfortunately has not been able to do that since I got to the States. So that, that definitely would be, would be a, a nice thing, a nice little side thing um, for that to happen. Um, but I mean, just, just to get it going, man. Like I've been playing juniors and youth, obviously my whole life. Um, and uh, you just want to get to that to that point where where you you play pro eventually. Like it doesn't matter if it's right away or or after college. It's just that that pro feeling, that little status that you get, people watching you, people knowing your name, knowing your face. It's it's a it's a cool it's a cool thing to think about. 
It is cool. I mean, being able to go pro, it's, I know that uh, we mentioned this on the previous podcast for your listeners. One of the players off of Vernal that was called up to a pro team in the United States just a couple of weeks ago, the, the captain of the Vernal Oilers, Kyle Russell, uh, went up to the uh, Mississippi Seawolves of the uh, FPHL. And uh, I think in his second game, managed to get a couple points. Really, really impressive. And, and that's a dream, just being able to go pro and have your family there. And, you know, the, the fact that, again, they're, they're teams that are more local to where you grew up. So you grew up, you know, becoming a fan of those teams and and uh, you have, you know, connections now with those organizations. Um, that really does make it exciting. And again, if I stay here in Europe, which is, you know, we'll see. That's a whole nother subject for a whole nother day. I think it would be super cool that if you went pro would be, or if I stay here, I'd be like, go pro, go pro. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, but no, if you, uh, if you stay in the States now or even up there in Canada and you're, you're looking at potential college programs, whether that, you know, be D3 up to D1, what's the most exciting aspect of potentially playing college hockey, uh, back in North America? Oh man, like that's 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 the dream growing up as a kid. Like when I know I know a lot of the people out there, uh, especially hockey players, hockey fans, whatever it is. Uh, when you're younger, you 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 watch those videos on YouTube. It's not only NHL. It's not only pros in Europe. <laughs> it is. It it yeah. definitely is those those college hype up videos. Yes. Um, and so that that is that is a big dream growing up, obviously, which. Uh, I still kind of want to. I still want to fulfill. It's just the surrounding. I mean, obviously, I want to get my education started, get going with school again, um, which unfortunately I just haven't been able to do the last two years uh, due to being a foreign. But just the hockey side. I mean, you see, you see those rinks being packed with students. I've seen a couple campuses uh, in person already. Um, been to to a few college games as well. So it's just it, it is it is super super sick to to just think about being in that position one day, um, being in net for those teams and just have have all the students all the all the people come in that in that little barn um, and just hype that place up. So that's that's definitely the thing that I'd be looking forward to the most uh, going to college here. It is the dream, and that's the thing. People, it isn't just the National Hockey League. Growing up watching those NCAA games and, and the, oh, the, the atmosphere. I know I was talking to when I was living in Utah. I was talking to a guy. Um, didn't we're, One of those weird goalie situations where we weren't even talking about hockey. I think I was wearing a – well, I was always wearing a jersey. So uh, my wife told me it's time to grow up and stop wearing jerseys, but I don't care. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> Um, you know, Clark Griswold for the rest of my, uh, for the rest of my days, but I think I was wearing a Sabres jersey. So we're starting to talk. I was like, he was a goalie. I'm like, Oh, you've been, you've been a goalie. He's like, yeah, I, you know, I made it up to college hockey. I was offered a, a goalie coaching job by one of these uh, junior teams out here recently. And, uh, yeah, he was telling me, cause I didn't play, uh, you know, here's, Oh, we got Steve jumping on. Hey, how's it going Fabian? Hey, good. How are you? <laughs> Not too shabby, my friend. Not too shabby. I was kind of envious of Chris getting to meet you over at the showcase. So next year, I'm going to do my best to get on over there and so I can watch you guys play live. Oh, he yeah. won't be there. He, he, he'll mean, be aging out. Oh, you're he might, aging he out. He might join us, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah well, I mean, if well, I have time, I'll join you guys for sure. But yeah, unfortunately, you join us, though. Yeah. unfortunately, I won't be there as a juniors player anymore, which is know. which is sad to think about. But hey, life goes on. Gotta get you marketed over at ASU, buddy, and get you uh, get you attendee uh, gig over there. <laughs> oh, I mean, Coach Klein, if you if you if you hear this, I'm waiting for a call back. <laughs> <laughs> Let me assert my pressure. Let me go over to Shane Doan and say, donor. <laughs> your son's team will be better with this guy in net <laughs> well we'll we'll, uh, we'll see we'll see if that i've been in contact with them a little bit i i might hop out there for a campus tour at the end of the season so we'll see we'll see how things go well i'll, I'll put it to you this way uh <laughs> is so when you're here just depending on this the, the month okay so if it's may it's gonna be a little warm <laughs> it, if, it, if 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 it comes to that it will definitely be in march believe me that okay so march perfect <laughs> that's a good time to be here okay so i'm just telling you you know i'd say depending on the month of september september could be a little a little hot um but generally speaking october through till about april is just unbelievable weather so um you know we're complaining is that your hot tub weather Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Zero hesitation on that. Uh, had the kiddos jump into me, jump in there last night. I was at soccer practice for my daughters and uh, it gets a little chilly once that sun goes down. So, yeah, that that hot tub greets me well all the time. I love that thing. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be great if you get out there and I can uh, go to Mullet Arena and watch you play, man. Yeah, I mean, that'd be fun. That'd be, that'd be fun for sure. Yeah. So yeah, if yeah, if, if if you do end up touring, you see it. It's 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 cool little location. You know, too small for NHL, obviously, right? But it's doing what it's serving its purpose for now. Um, you know, but uh, fun little fun little building to play in, really fast ice, really really fast ice. It's uh, it's I think that's why Coyotes are having like as much success as they can have with the. The roster they have right now, not bashing on the Coyotes, just we know they're in full-on rebuild. But um, man, it catches—I think it catches the opponents off guard because of how fast that ice is sometimes. So um, yeah, like I said, I hope uh, hope it goes well and you get recruited on over there, man. That'd be great. Yeah, I mean we'll see. I'll definitely reach out to you if I if I end up coming down to Arizona, that's for sure. Oh yeah, if you do, yeah, de- definitely reach out to me ahead of time too, because if you can, I'll take you out for dinner and I'll show you around here too. I'd love that. There you go. If you do the uh, the campus campus visit out there to Arizona, you have to meet up there with Steve because I know he was he wasn't too happy to find out I was suddenly going to the Vegas showcase because it was a last minute decision. And then uh, North America tried to keep me for good, but I did make it home to Copenhagen after weeks of trying. Yeah, it's yeah. I think it, you made it home after me. <laughs> yeah, I, did. yeah I, I think you almost made. Yeah, well, that's a funny thing. It's so like. Um, I ended up flying, you know, I was going home to Copenhagen and it's the uh, play-by-play announcer for the New Jersey Titans up there in the Knoll. Um, and he was like, oh, when are you flying out? I said, well, I'm flying out. What was it? The 20, the I think the show, yeah, yeah, I think the showcase went until the 21st and I, I think you flew out the 20 you wanted to fly out. Let me put it that way. The 22nd, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I, I had to fly back to, to Tahoe first on the 22nd and then made my way out as well. Yeah, and I should have I should have taken the uh, $600 per person in Vegas 
and waited for the next flight that would have never made left anyway. But, um, you know, hindsight's 2020. Uh, we're like, well, if we don't leave, if we if we delay now, we might not make it home because that storm's moving in. So when we landed in New York City, we got stuck. And uh, you listeners know the rest. Uh, the, the rest is history. But honestly, it was weird because the next day, uh, my wife's friend came down from Montreal to pick us up and drove us back up. And one of the players I know was flying out the same exact time I was, but was leaving out of a different terminal because I think Air Canada to toronto goes out of a different terminal in vegas and um because it's like oh yeah if we're gonna both be in the airport together we may as well just meet up and grab a bite and uh it turns out we were in completely separate terminals so we we weren't able to connect and he got trapped in toronto for days when i was already in montreal two days before he was <laughs> but uh i think his family ended up uh they were I think they were starting to to drive out of Montreal because Montreal Toronto is like a six hour hike and it's, the weather was horrendous. Um, yeah, it's six hours if it's it's six hours if it's clear roads, nice. man. <clears throat> yeah, if it's clear roads, bad roads. Yeah, I've done that before. It's not fun. Yeah, I think it took us because um, normally Nor- what, Ottawa to Montreal is about two two and a half hours, uh, yep. about less than two hours with the way I drive normally. According yeah, to we'll the- call that goalie speed because uh, I go, <laughs> but I make it in the same distance, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when we this, the weather was so bad when we um, left Montreal for Ottawa on Christmas, it took us uh, I want to say four and a half hours. Um, it was atrocious. Like we just we should probably just stay in Montreal in hindsight, though the weather was horrible. Like, it, it wasn't worth it. Let's just put it like that. When you're in a situation where you're stuck between the two cities now and the, you cannot see the road and you're driving, what was it, maybe 30 kilometers an hour, maybe? Oh, it was just – it was that moment where, like, we should have just stayed at the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I know you guys get those conditions in Lake Tahoe. I mean, you guys have just been getting hammered by by storms up there as of late. Uh, while Arizona's been getting rained on, you guys have just been getting snow. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we get bad snowstorms here and there. Uh, I know for a fact uh, this Sunday our billets were trying to make our last home game, and uh, they had to turn around at the top of the mountain because they literally couldn't see five feet, five feet ahead of them. Um and so, yeah, we, we have those snowstorms here and there, but the last couple of days have been really, really beautiful, blue, blue sky, uh, beautiful weather. I think it's minus 18 degrees Celsius right now, so it's freezing cold. Um, yeah, but it's cold. Yeah, it is, it is, it is really cold, especially it's too cold to snow. It sounds like, yeah, <laughs> especially coming from a place that usually doesn't get below minus five, but uh yeah we've we've been, we've been enjoying it for sure yeah speaking of being you know speaking of that that cold like you got to warm up the car because <laughs> i'm sure you, yeah you probably got to get that car warmed up and you probably got to head out here shortly don't you yeah we're gonna have to head out here in a, in a in a little bit uh got a long day ahead of us um with uh a good a good gym session after that hitting the ice and uh, a little bit later in the day, um, I'm fortunate to be able to uh, coach a little kit. So um, awesome. it's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be a fun day, a, a busy day, and uh, we'll probably get back here at around 7 p.m. Pacific time again. <laughs> that is a long day. You doing some goalie coaching? 
Uh, yeah, so I picked that up, I think, like a week and a half ago um, with uh, a family we met actually playing pond hockey in uh, November. Um, they reached out to me after the break um, asking if, if, I'd still be, if I'd still be willing to, to get on the ice with their little guy. And, um, I mean, he's been doing great so far. It's his first season fully in net, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Like, I love doing that. I coach kids back home. Um, I coached kids back in Utah um when I was with the outliers um so it's it's I I love doing that I love working with with young goalies so it's 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 been a lot of fun yeah it's it's such a unique position that when people find out you're a goalie because I did the same thing when I was living in Canada that I had people where I worked with the second they found out I was a goalie they're like hey would you mind coming out to my kid's game and uh you know just and just watching this game you know making some notes and uh you know, if, if you have the time, you know, jumping on the ice with them, maybe working on some stuff. And, um, yeah, it's it's such – I think it's because it's such a unique position. And I think I was even offered that multiple times in Utah. I just didn't didn't have the time um, with my schedule in Utah to, to take on any goalie coaching. But definitely had multiple people reach out because it's such a – it's such a unique – specific position just getting a goalie coach or someone who understands position is so critical for a young goalie um oh, yeah. it's it's and because i think steve that was like one of the main things that kept happening steve are you working with us right now or is that your you in the background i'm here okay yeah i didn't know i, I was hearing stuff in the background it could be you fabian too but um I know everyone could probably hear me crack open a beer like five minutes ago but you know whatever <laughs> um but uh but yeah, I think that, I mean, for even Steve, I mean, you get there to Arizona and boom, suddenly you're, you're working with uh, the goalies out there too. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, well, I think anywhere you go, just trying to find a goalie coach is a little tougher. And, you know, I had a good, Brian Dumino was great talking with him um, because of it. So I'm not going to give names or anything, but there was one guy that was goaltending coaching more for stats if you can believe that, like he had goalies what? playing. Yeah, he had goalies playing deep in their net and doing stuff that would create such bad habits. Um, like they I remember going to a USA camp and they had him there and I already heard stuff and I watched some of his work and I was like, well, why is anybody promoting this? Like, this is not going to be good. Because, um, right. again, you know, you tailor it to the actual goaltender. Right. So. Um, if I'm coaching somebody like Fabian, you know, uh, you know, my first thing is, you know, you're not six, six, you know, so we're going to get you working with your defense and get you to that net a bit. Right. You know, and work that way. It's never a one size fits all thing. So, yeah, there was that experience. But then I worked with some really great goalies, you know, for high school and then, uh, you know, in, in rec leagues, house league hockey, too. Um, I'm just a type, though, too, when I'm watching rec league, if uh you know, in house league, if I'm sitting back and the goalie's just doing some like something horrible, I, I can't help it. I have to go down to the coach and say, look, I don't know who's working with them. Do you have anybody? If the answer was no, I used to be like, well, if you got some time. I'd like to correct a few things there. So, um, yeah, but it's we're always in such demand because yeah. we're, we're not far for wanting to stand there and have, uh, you know, a hard piece of galvanized rubber fired at us. <laughs> so. <laughs> So we're a little tougher to find, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably be jumping on the ice here with a, a team in Copenhagen. So not as a goalie for the – I can't even remember the last time I ever 
played not as a goalie. I don't, I can't, I literally, I'd have to be like a lot younger. So I'm just going to relearn how to play out, um, which is easy because it's not goaltending. So, you know, I'll basically be Gretzky <laughs> in no time. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I won't, I know that the second I see like a goalie on my team doing something off, I'll be like, Hey, maybe think about doing this or, you know, it just depends. Like, obviously you don't want to be that guy that jumps right onto the ice and be and want to say something out the gate. But, you know, as you, as you develop that relationship with your teammates, I'll be like, everyone will know I'm an ex goalie. Cause I won't shut up about it. And, um, uh, well, ex goalie for now, I'm, we'll see when I get my gear, if I actually go back in that. But the problem is Steve, you and I have talked about this. I'm going to go make a save and my brain's going to think I'm 20. You know, it's going to think I'm Fabian's age here and I'm just going to like tear every other like muscle in my body. So <laughs> it's just it's I think I think it's just safer that I I play out now and and learn what those who couldn't become goalies do. You know. Yeah, uh, that's why I'm scared to jump on the ice, because that would be my um, that would be my very first uh, instinct is to drop and make a save <laughs> that I have no business making a save on. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. It's just yeah. throwing that out there. So, Fabian, I hope it, it never gets to you. Uh, get gets to you like that. I hope you are one of these guys that's playing when you're 60. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, oh, for my body, my body in my late 20s said no more goalie for you. Well, <laughs> so. ho- ho- hopefully, that's for sure. <laughs> I feel like I could keep going. I just don't. I just. I I think in the last year, just the last year alone, I've realized. I have to even do the gym differently now. And that was probably the most depressing thing I've ever realized in my life about myself was when I'm like, I have to change my workout routine. Um, Yeah, that was, that was sad, but that's probably great. Sad, depressing note to wrap up this bonus episode. Uh, (laughs) Leave me on the happy note. Chris's broken body. (laughs) <laughs> and if, if, hey, there was, we'll, if, there, if, if there was we'll actual visual on this you would have seen the tear trickling in his eye <laughs> do, do a couple deadlifts for me fabian all right <laughs> will do all right sounds good hey thanks thank you so much for having me on guys thanks again great right. talking to you fabian appreciate yeah, it thanks Talk for jumping on fabe all right you, you drive safe out there and everyone else thank you for listening in and i'm going to end this recording